Hello everyone and welcome back to Smart Women Connect with me, Sarah and Virginia. And today we're going to talk a little bit about menstrual cycles. Um, so if you no longer have a menstrual cycle, brilliant, congratulations. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, you may still be getting some symptoms. But um, the reason we're going to talk about this is because the last couple of days, Virginia and I have been in contact with each other and we've both at the same time, you know, been saying, oh, I feel really flat. I feel a bit wiped out. I've not got an awful lot of energy. And we've come on today and realized that we've both just started our periods and we're like, ah, that'll be it then. Um, and that got us talking about, you know, energy levels and, and that cycle and what we feel like doing, what we don't feel like doing, but particularly in relation to your exercise. And I'm not sure that a lot of women necessarily know, and I certainly didn't years back, that you know there are perhaps certain forms of exercise you should and shouldn't be doing depending on where you are in your cycle. So um, we're, we're going to walk through that and I hope you can relate to some of it. So just by way of background, there's four phases to your cycle. The first one is, and everyone's different, but we're, if we're roughly working on like a 28-day cycle, then days one to six is your is like the menstrual phase and that's when the estrogen and the progesterone um, levels take a complete nosedive and we're feeling exhausted and tired and flat as uh virginia are feeling at the moment and so when we've moved through the menstrual phase it comes through to the follicular phase which is roughly speaking days seven to eleven and that's when the estrogen levels start to rise again. So we start to feel a little bit more refreshed. We've got a little bit more energy um, and we're feeling better. Then days 12 to 19, again, this is all approximate, it's all different. That's the ovulatory phase. And some people can actually you know, feel themselves ovulating. Uh, but this is shortly, just, just shortly before the actual ovulation, um, the the progesterone levels start to lift again, and you might then start to feel competitive, a bit more energized, um, and you know, lots of energy to do your workouts at that point. And then when we move into the final phase, days 20 to 28, which is the luteal phase, this is the sort of peak in hormones. But at this point, you can start to feel a little bit lethargic, um, and those hormones are dropping, they're starting to decline before you head back into that first phase, that menstrual phase again. So basically we've got four phases. So days one to six, the menstrual phase, that's when we're feeling very tired. So that's, that's not necessarily a great time to be doing heavy hitting like cardio sessions, for example. If you're already depleted of energy, then that would not be a good idea. And so during that phase, it's better to be doing uh, more you know, restorative work, some stretching, perhaps some yoga, something that's just a little bit kinder on the body, uh, meditating, that kind of thing to slow things down and reduce any anxiety levels that you may be experiencing. As you move into that second phase, that follicular phase, um, that, that's when you can start to get your strength training back in because your energy is lifting. And then, of course, it keeps lifting into that third phase. And that's when, you know, you're going to feel like you can do anything, really. That's when you can push it uh, with your strength training, with your hip workouts, your running, whatever it may be. 
And then you can continue that into that final fourth phase, the luteal phase. But you do need to listen very carefully to your body, sort of three days, 20 to 28, as those hormones start to change, ready to go back into that menstrual phase again. So it's worth tracking how you're feeling if you can, can bear to do that. So that in that final phase, you're getting ready perhaps to, to take your foot off the pedal a little bit and slip back into doing more of those restorative workouts. So that's just a quick brief outline of the four phases. And not everyone tracks um, their cycle. I don't do it you know, on an app or anything like that. You can do it on apps. There's um, one called Fitter Woman, F-I-T-R Woman, that helps you to, to track your cycle and, and what types of exercise that you should be doing. But I know when I'm during my period. I certainly know when I'm on it. And, you know, this week, I, despite the fact my head wants to, I was just saying to Virginia, mm. I want to go for a run. I want to do the hip workout because I feel flat. I feel fat. I feel, you know, bloated and horrid. And I don't want to feel like that. And I'm one of those pe people that is like, okay, I feel like this, sort it out. Take action, do something. So for me, it's like, go on push yourself go out and actually it's totally the wrong thing to do so whilst tomorrow i'd got planned that i was going to do that the way i'm feeling today that is not going to happen it wouldn't be the right thing for me to do and actually sometimes it can be counterproductive to do that because that may well lift my cortisol levels my stress hormone and then i'm just going to retain any any weights and and just generally feel not great so I will be making sure that I nurture my body more. You know, it's frustrating, it can be, if you're used to, to moving in a certain way. But as, as always, you know, you do need to, to listen to your body. Do you do the same, Virginia? Do you, do you track I, I think it's your workouts? I think it's interesting. Um, yeah, I do, I do. But I think what's, what I found interesting there was the, you made reference to the weight the weight gain and it's it's weight retention and I think you need to be really really careful with what you do because as your estrogen levels are lowering as you're getting to that place where you are tired um, if you're anything like me you're going to hold water so you're going to feel heavy um, it's not weight though I think it's I think that's what you need to be very cautious of here you need to be very cautious of allowing your mood to go down even more by thinking that you're putting on weight you're holding water yeah I've no idea um I don't weigh myself so I don't I don't think I've put weight on but I just feel like you will have you will have if you stand on the scales you'll be heavy because that's one thing that I have done quite a lot of over the years mm -hmm. um not so much now but certainly in the past um I would stand on the scales and I can be gaining as much as five, six pounds of water weight. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like take yesterday, for example, um, Sarah and I just managed to have gotten our um, menstrual cycles in sync, which is so funny. They usually say if you're in the house with someone, you'll be in the same, um, the same cycle or your close friends, but you don't expect that cycle to, to just do this whenever we're like 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles apart. <laughs> but anyway, we have. So yesterday, there I was, um, feeling really flat. Um, and the funny thing is, I, I'm going completely, completely off at a tangent here. But the right before I'm going to go into that down cycle. I have got so much energy and I'm ready to kill it. So I was on my um, my assault bike and my ski erg and I did 200 calories. So if anyone knows the assault bike and the ski erg, doing 200 calories on those machines is no mean feat. It's nasty. But I had so much energy and I wasn't feeling at all bloated. And then the next day I get up and I looked six months pregnant. And I even said to my husband, look at my belly. It is so distended. And I had ankles the size of thighs. And I, and I, I, I said to him, I, I don't think I can do the workout today that I'm supposed to be doing. I'm going to have to change. And I decided I was going to try the workout anyway. I thought, no, I'm just, even although I know the situation and I know what you should do, I decided I was going to try it anyway. And halfway through, it's like, ah, just throwing the towel in now. This is a disaster. This is an absolute disaster. I was struggling to get through it. And I just stopped and I just decided to, to give myself a break. So to answer your question, do I adjust my workouts? No, I don't. I should, but I don't. Because I keep thinking that I'm going to manage to push through this nonsense. And I've never been able to push through it. Never. I give it a try and it's just miserable and then I end up being hard on myself afterwards because I, I just haven't listened to where my body is. But mentally, mentally I need to give myself that, that little push. Mm. I need to give myself that push because I do need a little bit of the, 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 the happy hormones that go with um, doing a workout. But I know I should adjust them. I never have done. I don't know whether I ever will do. I always just start it anyway, because at least for me, at least starting, it makes me feel better. But what I have learned to do now, I have learned to give myself a break. So I'll start it, I'll do what I can. And then, I'll, then I'm very good now at saying, right, that's enough. Body doesn't want any more. You've given it a little bit. You're feeling good for what you've done. So just now just stop. And that's something that I wasn't very good at doing whenever I was younger. But I'll step back now. And what I'll usually then do, um, what I, which is what I did the other day, I started out my wee workout. I should probably have done five rounds of what it was that I was doing. I only did two. And then I did some yoga nidra. Yeah. So your, bod your body is now forcing you to listen. It's had enough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's my, got my, to yeah. Where it's like, no. The interesting part is that you're listening to your body when you've got to the workouts and you're not listening to it beforehand. And, you know, you've just explained the issue with that is that then you have guilt afterwards. You feel, you know, you've not succeeded. You've only managed to get halfway through or not even halfway through something that you would normally completely nail and feel fantastic about. Um, but it, and I think that's what women tend to do when they're not aware of it. And they just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And then, you know, if you do that, but you're not able, your body's just not physically able to perform in the way that you're asking it to, you're not going to get the results. Mm -hmm. So 
you're not um, managing your own expectations. Um, and, you know, that can lead us to feeling mentally pretty crap. Yeah. It's that feeling, you know, like at Christmas where you just, I always feel a little bit in sort of trapped at Christmas. You've got Christmas Eve where there's all this stuff going on and you, the food prep and, you know, the stuff with the kids and the family arriving and then it's Christmas Day and everyone's sat in front of the TV. Boxing Day is similar. And my body starts to get a little bit agitated and I just want to go and do a workout or go running or something. And some, some years I manage to do that, some I don't. Um, but it, it's that same feeling of frustration for me is, you know, physically I can't, I can't find the time to do it then or it's just not appropriate when I've got loads of people in my house. And of course, as, as the mother in the house, you're the one doing everything. You can't just disappear for an hour. Um, so I do kind of shorter things, but it's that same feeling. I get very frustrated, even though I know it's coming, even though I, I do adjust, um, you know, I know my body's struggling today. I have, I had to teach this morning, so I've done two workouts already, but I'm depleted. There's nothing left and they weren't even hard workouts. And I, I get, I find that frustrating. I find it really frustrating, but I do think that women just need to be aware that that is a completely natural process yeah, yeah. and you've got to listen to your body. It's like when you're getting ill, you know, if, if you're coming down with a virus or something, <clears throat> there's going to be a time when it's appropriate to work out and a time when it's really not. If you've got a temperature and the, the virus is kicking off, you don't go and work out. You don't do that to your body because the virus is just going to take hold even more and make you feel terrible. You wait until things have passed, the temperature's gone. You might still feel a bit rubbish, but actually if you've got a common cold or something, what I find anyway is that doing a workout makes me feel a lot better and it shifts it quicker. I've always found that. But I know when I should and shouldn't be doing it if I'm poorly. And same applies, you know, to, to your menstrual cycle. I know, you know, we're not poorly, but the body is still going through what it needs to go through and the energy isn't there. Yeah. Well, it was like me when I was doing the, when I was doing the workout, I think where I'm at now is I, like, I know where I'm at and I know where my energy levels are. So like yesterday, as I said, I had the, the five rounds planned out. So I knew when I was going into it, I thought, right, I'm going into this. I know there's not a chance in hell that I'm going to manage the five rounds. Um, but I know that I'm going to have enough energy to be able to get in two rounds. So what I'll do is I'll go, I'll do it. I'll, apply myself I'll work as hard as I can for the two rounds I'll just take a stop I'll see how I'm feeling because I can usually tell usually I mean I've been doing this for long enough now if I'm feeling okay I might do a little bit more and if I'm not then I'll just stop but I always make the decision to stop at a certain place so I'm going into it and I have no unrealistic expectations I'm saying to myself I know I can do this I know if I do that, I'm going to feel okay. I know afterwards, mentally, I'm going to feel good too. So, and yeah, maybe there is a, a, I don't think there is, for me, I don't think there is any guilt in it anymore either. It's more the fact that I think whenever you're at that low stage, it's a combination of the estrogen levels, but it's also a combination of all of the hormones kicking in mentally as well. You're already feeling down. 
you're already feeling down because you're at that place in your cycle. For me, just that little boost, that little bit of Mm. something just picks me up and makes me feel better as well. And I usually always end up feeling better at the end of it. But what I don't do is I don't set myself unrealistic goals. I'm very conscious of where I am. I think I've been doing this now for long enough to to know as well how much I can take and when I should stop. And I'm just very good at accepting the fact that I haven't managed to do what I would ordinarily do at a better stage in the month. But, you know, it's taken me a long time to get here and a long time of understanding where my body is but I've been doing it with a lot of the ladies that I work with um we talk about our cycles being in sync I know that my cycles are in sync with women that I'm working with as well which is all a bit horrible but it is the way that it is and having a 16 year old daughter I know that that works in the house as well um so I've been saying the same to them because I've got some super super fit women who um, have been doing a test this week. So I test my ladies every couple of weeks so that we can make sure that there's certain levels of improvement there. And I've been getting the same from quite a lot of them, all feeling a bit down. I found this was really hard. What was it that somebody said? It was like treacle this week. So and all I've been saying is, look, give yourself a break. Do you know what to do? Park the test. Do whatever else you need to do and do it again maybe on Friday or do it again Monday Mm. next week. But Mm. just accept the fact that this happens and don't give yourself a hard time about it because the best of us struggle. And and I go right back to like my legal days, for example. It's affecting you physically, but it's affecting you mentally as well. And I would do absolutely everything in my power to not have really important meetings at this stage in my cycle. Because I knew that I was going into those meetings immediately on the back foot and that I was going to have to do some amount of work beforehand to ensure that I wasn't going into the meetings on the the back foot. So, I mean, we said yesterday, we're, we're both recording live videos at the moment just because we've challenged each other to do it. And I've had a couple of days where I had absolutely no issue switching on the camera and just talking. But yesterday was absolutely shocking. I sat for ages. I didn't want to do it. I went onto the call feeling fat because I mean, I, I looked six months pregnant. My belly was distended. I, I felt fat. Um, it affected how I felt. And I had nothing to say. I had absolutely nothing to say. And I ended up talking about the amount of protein that I eat on a daily basis in my diet because I had nothing to say and I didn't want to start talking about myself because I thought I'm going to sound like a sob story here. Mm. I don't want people feeling sorry for me. And then I thought, well, I'm not really going to talk about anything that people are going to feel sorry about. And I realized I was just genuinely feeling sorry for myself. But I am saying like now I, you talk about your legal days and that you tried not to have, you know, important meetings around that time. I won't socialize over these couple of days. So when, when I'm, I'm due on, like, cause my cycle's very regular, I will not go out and socialize that weekend because I have nothing to say. <laughs> it doesn't matter who it's with. It doesn't matter how interesting the other person is, you know, how long it's been since I've seen them. I literally have nothing to say 
I'm just flat. That's the only way I can describe it. So I am not good company at all over that period of time. Um, But it's interesting what you say about you knowing how far to push it. The problem is, you know, you're very experienced. Mm -hmm. A lot of women don't know. And the, the trouble with continuing to push yourself in that phase is that, you know, you could potentially pick up an injury if you're not, you know, really you know, listening to your body and well, the ligaments loosen. I mean, that that's yeah. It's when your oh, yeah, when yeah. your estrogen level is low, yeah. your your ligaments loosen. So oh yeah, I'm down if, in the splits, no problem beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're somebody who's like a crossfitter, or if you're somebody like us, for example, who's like just in their go go go, highly competitive, etc., then you're going to be pushing yourself more. You're going to get frustrated by where you are in the cycle as well. And it's push, push, push. Mm. If you're doing like heavy squats, for example, and your ligaments are loose mm. and you're tired and you're pushing, you you are asking for an injury. You're asking for hip injuries. You're asking for knee injuries. And you might not feel it at this particular stage or the stage that you're at, but these are the kind of things that you're going to feel in later life when you've done that to your ligaments. You'll feel mm. it in later years. Mm. You'll be wondering why your hips are in such a mess. That's why they've done so much research with athletes, female athletes, in relation to their monthly cycle. Because, you know, they, are, they have to train on a regular basis. They've got to keep going. They can't just take a week off every month because, you know, if they're training to get to the Olympics, that's just not an option. But they, they've been working alongside athletes um, for years, developing the apps, um, developing ways for them to um, adjust their training so that over that period of time, perhaps they're focusing on a slightly different form of movement than, than they ordinarily would do. So instead of lifting the heavy weights or doing sprints when there's more risk, they'll, they'll choose to do something that's still beneficial to their performance. Um, but is taking into, into account the fact that, you know, their body is, is going through this slight change. Yeah. But I just want to add something into that. Having had discussions with a lot of, a lot of um, athletes over the years, you might wonder why they're doing this now. There might be a lot of women that are out there saying, but look at all of those women in the past. Um, testosterone they get tested now on a much more regular basis. In fact, they get tested now and in the past they didn't necessarily get tested. So that will be one of the reasons that a lot of women were able to do what they're doing now. So don't compare yourself to female athletes in the past because I think you'll find that there was a lot of testosterone going into the body to stop them feeling the effects of the low estrogen and the periods. Mm. And you'll notice it with a lot of female athletes as well, that the, the more work you're doing and the harder the work, your cycle tends to go off too because you can increase the testosterone. But most of us are not professional athletes. So most of us are having to juggle the normal cycles with life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons that I get frustrated with quite a lot of the... Um, I, okay, I'm just going to say CrossFit. I get frustrated with CrossFit, for example, because I have seen the the way that a lot of people push themselves because it is a competitive environment. And it's not that I don't like CrossFit. I do like CrossFit and I've done tons of it myself. 
but I just see how people can be led into, I think, a false sense of security, thinking that when they're in there and it's that kind of exercise and they're seeing so many athletes who are doing the work, they, um, they push themselves and they're not realising that they're not... <sighs> They're not realising that they're not looking after their bodies. I think that's all I'm going to say. I think I probably know too much about what goes on in the athletic environments and with athletes. Um, you're not that female athlete. You're not doing what that female athlete is doing and you shouldn't push yourself the same way that that female athlete does. She's very different to you. She's training very differently to you um, and she knows when to push her body and when not to push her body. So we've got to give ourselves a break. Absolutely, absolutely. But I think <clears throat> it's helpful to know when we can do that, when we can take our foot off the pedal um, and not feel guilty about it and not have those days where you're like, oh, I'm hopeless and useless. I've got no energy. I can't do it today. There's a reason for that. Yeah. But you're going to have those days anyway. I did it yeah. yesterday. I was literally just going to say. I, I did it yeah. yesterday. I mean, I've got hardly any body fat on my body, but boy, did I feel like a tank yesterday. It was, it was so, I felt so bad about myself. Mm. You do though, don't you? And no, and you can't fix it. You can't you do have, it. You and, can't but ev and every single it. time you're like, come on, you know this. You know that this happens. You know, you know, you give yourself a break, but it's still, it's hard because it's, it's not, nice feeling this way and irritable and even harder right now in lockdown because you're surrounded with other people and they're just avoiding me they're <laughs> avoiding fine me. by me <laughs> well i had to get in the middle of my son and my daughter yesterday daughter 16 son's mm. 20 he's a bit of a he's a bit of a joker so he likes to mess around and play and I know where she's at in her cycle and the sensitivities and mm -hmm. I'm having to say to him, look, just, could you just stop? <laughs> just yeah. Stop. But he doesn't understand and I think at 16 she doesn't understand really where she's at and what no. she's going through. I know I didn't as a 16-year-old and, and it's, it's really difficult. I mean, we're not educated in any of this. Maybe we should be. Maybe we should be educated at school on... Um, on like the emotional sides of it to understand it like I'd like somebody to have told me whenever I was younger that I was going to have these ups and downs mental ups and downs and that it was actually okay I mean it's it's okay it's just it's normal that everyone gets that and of course you know we're all different we all experience slightly different symptoms to different degrees but I, I agree. I mean, I remember learning all about the physical aspects of it. And I was probably told about, you know, they talk about mood swings. Mm. What is that? You know, it, I'm so, too good for a mood swing. I'm not having one of those. Yeah. Well, I don't do mood swings. Of course I did. Um, but yeah, I, I think it wasn't talked about in a constructive way of, you know, when you're growing up and you, you're, you've got schoolwork or you're socializing or, you know, all the other things you're contending with as a teenager. I, I was, I never had my cycle in mind as to, you know, when I was going through times of feeling paranoid about friendships and things, that was my cycle. Yeah. Totally. Um, and, but I know I, that took me years to realize that what, that's what was happening. Um, 
and it's confusing but at least our children have us to explain that I don't think for the girls it's going to make it any better though I mean there's no there's no I mean I, I know that whenever I was going out in my younger years I always felt ugly at that time of the month mm. no matter how often how much how long you stood in front of the mirror for trying to fix your hair and make yourself yeah. look pretty you it you, you never I, I never felt like I looked pretty or I looked nice and I was always going out on the back foot I couldn't make decisions so I'd stand in front of my wardrobe for like forever and try about eight different outfits on. And I still do that now. It drives my husband mad. I'll, I'll get dressed and then about an hour later, he'll see me and he's like, isn't that like the third outfit of the day? I'm like, yeah, I just can't, I just don't feel right. I, feel, I don't feel comfortable and he knows. You know, it's just, I can't make decisions. I can't get comfortable. I don't, yeah. And that ha that's always happened to me. And it's always driven everyone crazy. And we're supposed to be role models for our kids. Yeah, but I think, I don't want to lie to them either. You know, this is the reality. And it's, it's not, it's not that bad. It's just the reality of, of what we all go through. And I think, I think, I think we're being good role models by explaining that and talking about yeah. it and acknowledging it and, and making them feel that it's fine, it's normal. It's totally normal to feel like that and feel completely neurotic and try on four different outfits every morning. Um, this is normal. <laughs> I think the thing is, like for me, it's always been try hard not to take it out on other people. So that's where I've always mm. been, like as a as a boss. So whenever I've been a boss, yeah, and I've had a team, I've always gone out of my way to try and stay as level as I can. So, and, and I think I did well, because I do remember, like, people who've worked with me, especially men, the men would always say to me that, that they, they ended up calling me the machine, because they, I know, I, I know it's not, it's quite derogatory, isn't it? But they didn't mean it in a derogatory manner. What they were saying was that I was always level. So they never knew where I was in my cycle. They were never afraid of that monthly cycle kicking in. What I think they didn't realize was just how hard it was for me to do that. I was being very conscious of where I was. I get super irritable. My husband will tell you, I'll just like, boom, I can just fly off the handle because I'm super, super irritable and I have to try really hard. And I'm not always so good at home and every now and again I'll flip. So there's been like a, a couple of situations in the last little while that I can remember. Well, one was a Blackberry, so you know that was a while ago. I remember standing in the kitchen and I couldn't find pictures on a Blackberry. And I just took the Blackberry and I threw it and smashed it against the wall. And, uh, in the, and this was only like a matter of maybe six months ago. I was in the kitchen and my son and my daughter were bickering and I was getting annoyed with it. And I just took the plates that I was holding and I threw them. And I smashed them all on the floor. And I felt better afterwards for having done that. But, you know, it's that feeling inside of it's all just building up. Oh, yeah. And I tried so hard when I was a lawyer because I, I didn't want to be that irrational woman. I didn't want to be that woman that people were afraid to speak to. And I worked so hard. So I knew where I was. And I was always like talking to myself 
trying to say to myself, right, this is where you're at. Sometimes if, if it was bad, I would actually tell people in advance, look, and I didn't care whether you were one of the, the guys in my team or not. I would just say, look, this is where I'm at. Mm. And I'm going to do my best, my absolute best. But if I just walk away, then it's all good. It's all good. Mm. And that's what I have done. I've done I've done a lot of that. I've done a lot of, um, yeah, just a lot of rationalizing the situation. And I even do that with my kids now too. I'll say to my daughter whenever I can see it coming, I'll say to her, look, this is where you're at. This is what it might feel like. You have to step back and acknowledge the fact that you're a little bit antsy at the moment. And then I tell my son the same thing. I'll say to him, you've got to acknowledge this. This is normal. At some point in time, you're going to meet somebody and it could be a damn sight worse than what you've got at home, trust me. So be ready for it. And and like imp, try to empathise with them and where they're at. It's not easy. Not, we're not in control of this. You might think that we are, but you're not control of in control of the fact that one morning you might wake up and feel fat and ugly and depressed and ready to snap at any minute. And none of us want to be there. None of us want this. We don't. And it's difficult, isn't it? Because, you know, there are certain things that we can do to try and minimise all of those symptoms, all those PMS symptoms. The steps that I've taken to do that, that have worked for me, so you know, we can control certain things and try and improve things a little bit, but it doesn't stop it from happening. I mean, you know, if you are getting tired and lacking energy and you're irritable, maybe try and get some more sleep. You know, but like last night, um, I had night sweats all night. As soon as I took the covers off, I was shivering. Put the covers on, sweats. It's like, here we go. And that's just nasty, isn't it? That yeah, is just, horrible. it is it's nasty. Horrible. And I just kept thinking, please let it be morning. I just, I'm fed up with this now. I just wanted to get up. So I didn't have very much sleep. So, you know, I went to bed early in the hope that I would get more sleep because I needed it. I didn't get it. So I'll try again tonight and see what happens. But yeah, it's just giving yourself that time and that break. Um, Do you know what I have done with it? Because with, I know that that happens with me as well. Um, I've taken the sheet that I used for the kids whenever I was worried about them waiting the bed. <laughs> and I've put that underneath my side of the bed yeah. because I don't want all of the sweat to ruin the mattress. Yeah, it's nasty. It's not nice. And it doesn't happen all the time. But, no, but when I haven't had when... that. I haven't had that for a few months now. But last night, yeah. And of course, eating lots of sugar doesn't help. Um, and we yeah. want that at the moment because and you inside. crave it and you crave it of course so your body's craving something it really really shouldn't be happening well i'm gonna have a funny conversation with you about that i have this friend who's um he used to be un he used to be unfit and unhealthy and you know he's done his he's done all his work now so he he says that women can get out of that need for sugar and chocolate and whatever else at that time of the month. And I keep saying to him... He, he says. Ah, oh, he says. <laughs> I keep saying to him, you have absolutely no idea. No. I have tried every diet in the world. Mm. And no, I am not <laughs> going to make myself 
miserable. I am just not going to make myself miserable. If I fancy eating an entire bag of orange Smarties, which I found, um, and I did the other day, I'm going to do it. I did a live, I think it was on Saturday, and I'd taken myself out for a walk because I'd eaten so many mini eggs. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I don't even really like them. <laughs> so I normally, normally only eat dark chocolate, so they were so sweet. And after I'd had like a handful of them, I felt so sick. I thought, I've got to get out of the house. And then did a live about it to say, yep, it happens to all of us. Eating too many mini eggs, and it's okay, you know, it's it's yeah, it's okay. It's you just you do it. Oh yeah, no, I was I ate the whole bag of the the whole bag, and it wasn't the only sweet thing that I ate that day. But there was a lot of other things. But I just ate the whole bag, and I shouldn't. Yeah, have it's just no, and I I know when I'm doing it, it's not helping me, and it's nothing to do with weight. It's it's hormonal. It does not help my hormones. It's like the worst thing I could possibly have. Helps me there and then. <laughs> me from killing the people that I love dearly that live under the same roof as me so I'm yeah. protecting them exactly. <laughs> it's protecting them they actually buy me chocolate now they're just like take this <laughs> no I feel much better when I've done it maybe not afterwards I might be afterwards feeling a little bit sick thinking oh I really didn't need all that chocolate but at the time I'm enjoying mm. it it's, it's so, so we finished up this podcast leaving everyone that's listening to it who may be feeling slightly hormonal craving about <laughs> Sorry about that, everyone. Just eat it. Um, it's okay. Eat it and get, eat it and get okay. over it and enjoy it. It will be much better. And acknowledge yeah. the fact that you're going to feel sick after you're eating it. And you know what? That's okay. That's okay. And it won't kill you. No. It'll be good. Yeah. So I hope that helped. I hope that... Um, you know, helped you to have a little think more about your cycle and what you can do to adjust your workouts, your exercise, and that it's okay to do that, not to push your body too hard at certain times, but when you've got the energy, of course, then do that. Um, and yeah, we'll all go through the same thing. We we'll all do it, so you're not alone. Eat the chocolate. Go easy on yourself. Start the workout. <laughs> obsessing about chocolate. It's too early in the morning for you. For I'm done though. I'm I'm done. I've had my I've had oh, I've had my days. Left. Yeah, no, I've I've had my days of no. I don't want it. That's the funny thing. Uh, okay. I want it the couple of days beforehand, mm. and then um, as soon as my period starts, that's it. It's like yeah, okay, I've done that. That that craving has passed. I'm good with that now. You're and I lucky. I think I. Oh, do you have it for longer? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I no, think mine's, no. mine's fairly permanent, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, no, I've only got only the couple of days beforehand and then I get back to normal again and I'm okay. And I just let it go and accept it as a bit of a, a, bit of a blip. Yeah, yeah. All right, everyone, thank you for joining us again. And you know, if you've got any questions about what we've talked about or you can, or any of this resonates with you, we'd love to hear from you, so let us know. Uh, but otherwise, we will see you next week on the next episode of Smart Women Connect. Enjoy Bye. the chocolate. See you guys. Bye.